At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever it is you may be listening to this. Um, hope you're having a good day today. Time to listen to some Offensive Points podcasts for you. Now, uh, no news at all. We're in the uh, dog days of summer. Boring There's hardly week. anything going on. What was that, Bill? I said it's a very boring week. In fact, oh. I actually retweeted this guy is asking if Josh Jacobs is as good as Kenyon Drake. Or like he's like, is Kenyon Drake as good as uh, Josh Jacobs? Are we sure? And I was like, oh, no, this is this is peak off season. Just just digging for news, digging for anything right now. Um, Josh Gordon has reapplied for reinstatement. <laughs> My man. Woo! One Let week, Gordon. Play, dude. He's not trying to run in the Olympics. He just wants to smoke a little weed, play a little football, you know. Damn, is uh, that with that just, girl? Just let him play. Um, we got 63 days until kickoff, so that's right around the corner. About, uh, what's that? Oh, shit, that's right at two months, isn't it? Training camp starts soon. This too. is the last month of football until March. Yep. Without football, sorry. My Without football. Yeah, I knew what you meant. We're getting there. We're getting there. So yes, go ahead and give us a follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor, Josh at at J-O-S Hall S-T-L, and myself at OP Economist. Um, holler at us if you want to get in this best ball league. Uh, we only got a couple spots left. They're filling up. So if you want to be a part of this, we'd love to have you. We won't even talk shit on you. We'll just, we'll just be mean 
We won't even be mean. Just come on and play with us. We'll have a good time. Check in on the rankings that we posted on Twitter. Got some good stuff going on there. And in the next coming weeks, we will unleash more rankings as well as some season-long prop bets. So keep keep an eye out for those. So, mm-hmm. Billy, you're pretty uh, heated about something. I won't hold you up any longer. Uh, I am. I just, you know, back to the rankings thing from last week's episode. I just want to clarify for the listening audience out there. Maybe I was a little strong about Tony Pollard. Maybe oh, it was. Maybe I was a little maybe. bit. Maybe I went a little bit hard about Tony Pollard. However, <laughs> to hedge my bet or hedge my take a little bit, a lot of people can do what Zeke did behind that O line. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying Tony Pollard is equal to Zeke necessarily, but I'm saying behind that O line that the Cowboys have put together. He could accomplish similar things. A lot of running backs could be similar to that in that role that Tony Pollard is in and do just as well because the the change of pace back has a better chance to get those chunk plays. I don't think so. But beside the point, I think if you need a handcuff this season, if you wanted to rank handcuffs for whatever reason, you'd be doing that. I think Pollard would be probably in the top three of that handcuff situation. I agree with you. He'd be great in best ball. Zeke goes down, you probably have an RB one for the rest of the year. Like I'm not, I'm not counting like Etienne or Javante Williams because they're going to be in a shared backfield. This this is not a shared backfield. If Zeke goes down, Pollard would have a lion's share of the work. You would have a top ten running back based on the O line. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know who my Tony Pollard is for I'll, you? I'll back up after that. That 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 I'll back off the take a little bit. It was a little hot. A little hot. He was I'll, coming in hot, folks. I'm just glad you're eating your words. Um, but I will say my Tony Pollard, who's in a backup role situation, who's in, in line to see a few few touches, but nothing crazy. Uh, Kalen Balaj for Pittsburgh Steelers. I think everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying if Najee Harris goes down or, you know. He's not going to. Have you to. seen that man? No, no, no. I know this. I'm He's saying. made of metal. The O-line for Pittsburgh would not allow Kalen Balaj to be Dude, good. But... he is sneaky good when he has the full-time job which he's never had so just see I'm, I'm with you josh until you start comparing things like that <laughs> you're you think tony pollard and Kalen balaj are similar i do i don't think t- tony pollard's that good like you compared him to naheem hines last week naheem hines has never run over 100 yards in a game he's never had 75 yards in a game i looked it up that's fine you said he you said last season he did it multiple times he's never done it once in his career so i know that you were comparing backs that are not similar so I'm okay saying Pollard is much better than Kalen Balaj. Honestly, and this is this is bad. I hope Zeke goes down just so we can see what you see in Tony Pollard. I hope so. Too. I'm gonna throw a throw a hat in the ring here. Um sure. Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman is massively undervalued, and I think he's the RB one on the Jets. So well, I don't think that's really the same situation, though. That's more of a I mean, everyone back. seems to think Michael Carter is going to come in. I do. I actually work with Lamaje Piran. Dude's five six, man. We. I don't think it's going to happen. I I actually we'll have see. a Michael Carter truther. I think he is a steal right now Michael in, Carter in dynasty and redraft leagues because he could President what? Carter. Hey, at least he's not going in the fourth round like uh, someone. We'll get it down later. It's hmm. true. Yeah. Okay, oh, boys. Hey, I got one thing you to say. It, Joe. Let's go. So I take, I draft. I do, I do drafts all the time. I did an ESPN public draft just to get the emotions out before the real drafts start. Right. You know, you get that point where someone takes a player you really like and you're just pissed, you know, and you're all upset. 
I tried to get that out of the way just by uh, by doing some drafts throughout the year. So I just want to gripe on how bad of drafters people are. Like on ESPN, you got the you got the one and a half minutes to make your pick. Third pick, second pick, both of them, probably all the way up until eighth pick. Everyone's using a full minute at least to make that fucking pick. If you don't know who you're picking in the first round after those fuckers have been taken, you shouldn't be playing fantasy football. You're a disgrace to the planet, and I hate you. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if you come around and you're sitting there, 12-man league, right? So you got all these picks between yours, your last one, and your next one. If you yep. don't have three fucking guys chosen by the time your pick comes up and you just grab the one that's there, then you're useless. And they fucking hate you. I don't understand. I mean, underdog's I, better because underdog, there's money on the line, so people take yeah. it a little bit more serious. I get it, but even there, if they didn't have that damn 30-second clock, which is amazing, go do underdog. You can draft in like 35 minutes. It's so much fun. You can try mm-hmm. all these different scenarios out. It's phenomenal. But if they didn't have that damn clock, man, like people that suck. That's bad for sure. How do you not know who the fuck you're drafting? All right. Well, or, if we're just or, if we're just doing the hate corner, man, I'm just gonna go ahead. Get and in get on it, Josh. Get, I'm gonna go ahead and get mine out of the way. Let's go get fired up. Uh, it's like a right. grievance vroom, vroom, thing. Started up. All right, we're gonna go with some Rams running backs. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna list off two statistics. One okay. of them is Cam Akers, and one of them is Daryl Henderson. Tell me which ones is which. Okay. 138 attempts, 624 yards, five touchdowns. 145 attempts, 625 yards, and two touchdowns. So once again, that's the difference of seven carries and right around one the yard two off. Touchdowns was Acres, and that is Cam Acres with the two touchdowns. I was about to say, so, I thought Daryl Henderson had more. So yeah, yeah. and Daryl Henderson was injured. I believe Acres was out for a couple games, but never really got the start start or anything until Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown were down. Um, and Daryl Henderson was kind of like nursing a toe injury or something like that um yeah cam cam Akers is like 14 11 12 adp everywhere i'm looking and that man has three serviceable games one of which he actually had a really good game 171 yards against the patriots uh zero touchdowns still though not much in the passing game the most he ever had was four for 52 and then the other ones are not even close i just and it's nothing about Cam Akers. I think he's a great running back. I think he didn't get the best opportunity either with the whole three-headed backfield. Malcolm Brown was obviously still there. I just – I can't get that draft capital at 11 when you're – like honestly, people are probably going to draft him before Chubb like on in certain drafts. Like it's going to happen. Like there's going to be running backs who can have a full workload, an automatic full workload, and are proven basically that are going to get drafted after Akers. Oh, he's an RB1 right now in, mo- in ADP. Oh, yeah. I – just can't believe it. I don't know. The fact that he's the 10th running back coming off the board right now is, and I, I'm not saying he's very far off from that ranking. It's just at that 11th pick or 12th pick, you could grab Devontae Adams. You could grab potentially Tyreek Hill if he didn't go in the first round, I don't know if you're PPR or not. You could grab Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. You can grab so many players right there. You can grab uh, fucking any running back below him, which there's still some talent behind him. I mean, I'd honestly take a stab at Najee Harris right now over him. Just because of the line share that he's going to be getting, Cam Akers going to be a split backfield. There's only two running backs on that team, so it's 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 really just Daryl Henderson and Akers now. But everyone just assumes Akers is like. Well, the- people are trying to recreate the Todd Gurley nonsense. I mean, Todd Gurley and Cam Akers in their prime. Todd Gurley was a much better player, in my opinion, than Cam Akers. I mean, we haven't seen him really break loose in the NFL. He ran behind a shitty line in college, and he still made it work, but. 
Todd Gurley was dominant. If he wouldn't, if his knees wouldn't have shit out, he'd probably be in the conversation for what, like top 20 running backs of all time based off of talent. I don't think Cam Akers is in that conversation. So people are trying to get recreate what Todd Gurley did for the Rams and McVay's offense. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm 100% with you. He's going a little too high. A lot of too high, actually. It was his first year, so I think we should give him the benefit hey, of the doubt. We're haters here. If he's, he does it. He's it's my, the hate corner, Bill. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, fuck him. He's fuck my, that guy. He's my CEH for the year. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came out as a rookie last year and was in the top 10 automatically because he was on the Chiefs. That's what it is. It's acres on the Rams, high-powered offense. And, I mean, he's just – to me, I, I would want someone proven when I'm dra- grabbing someone in the early second round. All right, Josh, so here here is actually kind of a perfect question for you. So if it was between Cam Akers or CEH, both sophomore running backs, if you were on the clock, you had to take one of them, which one would you take? That's tough. Um, I'm not a believer in CEH, but I think the uh, I think the opportunity is – actually more on CEH's side. I think Daryl Williams is going to have a role. I think we talked what we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I think CEH gets the lion's share there. I don't think it's a split backfield per se. Uh, CEH has every opportunity to succeed. I don't see it either. I'm, I'm not a CEH believer either. I just, that's about where Acres should be going. I think we have CEH at like 27 or something like that on our rankings. Yeah. And Acres is probably 15 or so, I think. Yeah. I, I had him the lowest out of us, but that's not. I obviously just. I just think the Rams are going to be high powered, and well, whoever is my, my thing the is, guy a, is the guy. It's a passing offense, though. I mean, obviously, there's going to be running backs there, um, and they're going to get. They have to get some yardage and stuff. It's just the lack of touchdowns concerns me the most. I mean, he is, but like theoretic was Matt Stafford's boy in Detroit. So I mean, you put somebody in that role. I mean, well, we currently have Lakers. Antonio Gibson, Eckler, Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, and Montgomery below him. And then more, obviously. I just, I would take Sanders. I know that the Eagles back. I think they're right. I think mess. that's all about the same guy, honestly. Like uh, Eckler, especially in PPR, it should be over. Dude, okay. So uh, we're not doing five points this week. So I'll just like, drop this one out up. there. There's a rumor out there that Todd Gurley might go to the Chargers. Ooh. And that scares the shit out of me right now. If. It doesn't it's, scare it's me as, as an Eckler owner. I do, it doesn't scare me. They need someone it's to be in It's just goal line touches. Like the, another person. He already doesn't goal get line them. touches. I he know, but it's just like them. we were hoping this year could be the year he could finally get some. That they kills my Larry Roundtree. Oh, yeah, it would. I mean, he's not signed <laughs> there. It's just a rumor, but I mean. He's been rumored all over the place. Also, Todd Gurley's knees are barely there. So, I mean, in reality, like probably gets injured. I just I also want to touch on how fucking scared everyone is of AJ Brown after Julio got taken. I mean, dude, I'm seeing him go in the fourth round now, and that's just obnoxious. 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 And can we please give some respect to Allen Robinson? I don't know which one of you tweeted that from our account, but it was me. It was you. I thought it was you, Joe. I just assumed it was you. <laughs> I don't have no, access to this account. You guys haven't. Yeah, you, you do. We gave you the password, but it's fine. Fuck, I don't know where shit is. <laughs> I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> All right, we want to start our division breakdown this week? Yeah. All right, we are doing the NFC South this week. Great division, honestly. I, I'm not even, you know, normally I call it interesting. This week, not interesting, just good, I, I think. I, I have to say, this is the best fantasy division. You're getting some of the, the best quality players out of this division. Yeah, all, you're getting all four teams. All four teams have either a really good running back or a really good wide receiver that, you know, everybody knows. They all do. 
They all have yeah. a good quarterback and running or running back and my receiver. Sorry, not quarterback. Eh, we'll get to Tampa Bay. Actually, let's just start with Tampa Bay while we're at it. Um, yeah. Um, so the Tampa Bay coming off of a Super Bowl, pretty good season last year. I think we can agree. Pretty good finish. Um, they brought every single person back. So no uh no needing to get to know any new names or anything. You've got the same guys over and over again. We'll start with the wide receivers. You know them. You love them. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. You forgot Jalen Darden, man. I did forget Jalen Darden. because I was so real. excited for him pre-draft, man. I thought, I was like, man, if the right team gets this guy, might be a PPR monster. But, of course, he goes to Tampa Bay. Well, Antonio Brown, he's a wild card. So, who knows? He might be in there still. You know who I've always wanted to be good? Scott Miller, Scotty Miller. I just, yeah, I, I've always wanted him. And then Antonio Brown got there and it was, well, like, they always touted Scotty Miller as like, Hey, you should draft Scotty Miller because he's going to do blah, blah, blah. in this offense, it never really happens, but it's, you know, it's always good for them to say it out loud. That man is efficient as fuck though, man. They just throw the ball up to him. He, he always catches it. So right now I'm pretty sure Mike Evans is going ahead of Chris Godwin in ADP, which to us might seem a little strange because I think we consider Chris Godwin the better of the two. Yes. But touchdown wise, Mike Evans is like a vacuum cleaner in the end zone and he just slurps up all of the touchdowns, you know? Also, also when uh, really any quarterback that's been on Tampa has been there. I mean, even Jamie switch, we'll touch on him in a little bit, but Tom too, whenever the going gets rough, it seems to be a Mike Evans game. You know, it's like three, four throws in a row, go to my, straight to Mike Evans. Exactly. Six, five, dude. I mean, I get it. <laughs> right. You just throw it up. And did he, he not have him. a stat line last year of two catches, two yards and two touchdowns? He did. I, he, did. It, he, no, he did. It was, it was incredible. He caught two <laughs> goal line touchdowns and it, you know, scored points for him. That is um, the best stat line I've ever heard. It definitely is. And people need to stop sleeping on Antonio Brown. I've seen him going in the 11th round. I know he is a difficult person. I think that's how we could describe him without, you know, flat out saying he's crazy without flat out saying he's crazy as fuck. Um, But on the football field, the man catches the ball. That's the thing. You're going to get yards. You're going to get catches PPR leagues. Don't worry. Like, you get him in the 11th round. I've been seeing him in the 10th and 11th round. Take him. Like, I don't even understand what people's worries are, that he's going to get arrested. He's gotten away with it thus far. What's going to stop him now? <laughs> That's so terrible. It's, it's not, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm I, I just think... saying, well, this is the NFL. Like, if, if they're not going to stop him, like, that's good for your fantasy team. I think people forget that, like, obviously after the Raiders, Patriots, Buccaneers, weird debacle the last two years – we are literally two years removed from six years in a row of a hundred plus catches, 1200 and more way more on a few occasions and pretty much averaging 10 touchdowns. Like he is not, he is, and he's still in good shape. It's not like he, you know, took a year off and became fat. And right. Like he's not Le'Veon Bell where everybody thought, you know, you take him out of Pittsburgh, place him somewhere else. And he's going to be the same guy. Like he literally, you take him out of Pittsburgh, you put him somewhere else. And he is the same guy. Like, yeah, He's everything you wanted him to be. The no, only I, thing he's missing is the targets. And I mean, it's because there's two great wide receivers. And he also came in 
not Mid- as yeah midway through the season. Yeah. So we'll see what a full season looks like. I'm not telling you to go grab a beer with the guy. I'm not saying invite him over. I to would Christmas. love to get a beer. I would love to get a beer in a public about. space. I don't want to know how that night ends. So I will not go grab a beer with that guy. You partied nice. with me before, Bill. You know, it'd be fun. Uh, well, for you, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to grab a beer with a guy. I'm not saying invite him to your house for Christmas. No, he's I'm not saying just put him on your team. You don't, you know, separate the art from the artist for fantasy football purposes. And you've got a good receiver and you can get him late because people are morally against taking him. All right. I think I think we're all in agreement that all three of these wide receivers are good. I, I still like still like the value Evans and Godwin are getting in the fourth, like that fourth round, late third. I mean, yeah. you, you're getting pretty much a th- I, Chris Godwin was out a few games last year and he still had 700 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Evans had, I didn't look at his stats, but I know he's pretty much right around that. Th- they're, they're both 1000 yard receivers, especially with the extra game. Uh, Mike Evans is going to have a few more touchdowns. I mean, if anything happens to either one of them, they both boost ridiculously. And Antonio Brown in like the ninth round or whatever the hell he's going right now is absolutely worth the risk because of that in, in itself. But how do you guys feel about Gronk? Like, I know he's a top 10 tight end, but like, can he do what he did last year when he came I out was, of retirement? I was just going to get into it. I think the absolute wild card on this offense is OJ Howard coming back. I think that's, uh, that could be absolutely huge for this offense. We might even see it better than it was last year. I don't know if Gronk gets the same amount of work. I mean, he's definitely going to get the red zone work, but. I don't, I don't know if I would be comfortable. I'm still not sure if I'm comfortable taking him. Just because, I mean, I know him and Brady are boys, and apparently that holds a lot of weight. See Antonio Brown from the last discussion. Um, But, you know, I don't know if that leads to the production that Rob Gronkowski got last season or not. We all thought it was kind of a joke to take him, but it wasn't a joke. He was a very much startable wide receiver, finished very high, or not wide receiver, tight end, and he finished very high. I just like, I'm with you, Joe. OJ Howard's talent needs to start showing itself. He was drafted very high. I know he was a high tight end taken. Josh has a whole thing about high tight ends. Goddamn right. But what about high wide receivers? Shout out, Josh Gordon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's time for OJ Howard to shut up or put up or put up or shut up. Wow, got that completely backwards. <laughs> And I love to see what he what he does as soon as Brady gets used to him. And Cameron Braid is a I wouldn't don't worry about Cameron Braid yet, people. He's gonna catch like one five yard touchdown. You're gonna be like, dude, I probably should pick him up. Don't you don't shouldn't. do it. Don't fall for it. You shouldn't. Don't fall for it. Back to the wide receivers, real quick. If one of these guys on the top goes down, do you feel confident taking Scott Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, Tyler Johnson, any of those guys? Are is no. it's Unless two of them went down, no. Okay. Cause I can I think- see Scotty Miller becoming relevant just solely on the deep ball, but as of right now, you got Evans and Antonio for that. The problem and is Godwin all three of them. Up the middle, so. All three of them can run deep routes. That's the thing. Godwin well, yeah, has ran slot, but he's not like he – and honestly, really, they got Antonio listed as the slot guy, which really makes more sense, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have the running backs discussion. We had it a little bit last week during G-O. our rankings. Rankings discussion. Um, I don't feel comfortable taking any of these people as my RB one, obviously RB two. I'm, I'm a little, three. I'm a little iffy on that too. Now, when we get to the flex discussion, that's where I'm starting to think maybe I could probably see myself taking a Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. Just, you know, you never know which one's going to be the guy 
it, it maybe it works itself out. Bruce Arians seems to have a short fuse or short leash with these people. So if they fumble one, that they're going to lose the work for the rest of the game and maybe the rest of the week, like you know, maybe the rest of the season. Uh, Ronald Jones, RIP. But what do you guys think about the running backs? Kind of the same as last year. Um, I would list them as I like Fournette the best. Um, I think Ronald Jones is extremely talented as a touchdown. He just cannot catch the ball or hold on to a ball. I am just really interested to see how much Geo factors in here. I mean, does he become Brady's safety blanket like James White was? I don't think he'll get as much playing time as James White had, but he can catch. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said I, that Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn is going to be involved this year. So that's, God. I think, what makes me nervous even more. Is Poor adding, Keyshawn Vaughn. Are they just going to start 16 fucking people this year? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. So this is my problem with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette because I feel like those are the most draftable. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn and I wouldn't even say Geo's draftable. But Keyshawn Vaughn's late round, last pick of the draft, just to see maybe. Um, my problem with Ronald I Jones. I would take Geo over Keyshawn Vaughn. Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying would. one of these guys, you could think about it at the end of the draft, basically. Yeah. But Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette right now are going in like the eighth round, which in reality, as your fourth running back, I'd feel very comfortable. They are your, you're not even playing them right now. That's just, they're just sitting on your bench and maybe one of them has a good game. And you try to flip them. My problem is, is if you go zero running back strat and you end up with one of these guys as your second or third, uh, I would not feel comfortable. I had Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette on two different teams last year. Fortunately, they weren't my number one or two, but they were my three on, I think, both leagues. And goddamn, I got burned every time. It's like, it's just, I don't feel comfortable starting them until we know what's going to happen with this team. And the problem is, is they have three tight ends. They have five running backs. They have three, obviously, great wide receivers, but they have plenty behind it. I just, I don't like... I don't like running backs with split backfield. This is the best offense ever assembled, like just based on paper. Straight talent? Yeah. Pretty much. I think so. Damn, I don't know. I feel like the 07 Pats probably want to stick their finger in there. But they didn't. Yeah. Well, was that, that was Randy Moss's year, right? Right. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I guess. But, I mean, at the same was time. Is that the law have, firm? They didn't have three wide receivers. Pretty sure he was there. I mean, I just what? I don't ever recall seeing a team that was this. I don't think so either. LeBron esque. Like, there's just like like you try to find a weakness, and maybe you could go to the running backs. But the problem is, if you're if you're stopping one of the running backs, you could just put the other one in. And hell, they have CJ Procise on this team. He could easily be in there, like yeah. in the mix somehow. And I could see CJ Procise getting a little, you know, not a ton of snaps. I'm not saying he's startable, but. Definitely as far Gio's as like backup. real football goes, like you know, I could totally see him in there for, you know, couple couple drives. Yeah, I mean the three guys at the top easily could start for a team if they were in need of a running back, I and mean, he was the only one. So, yeah, I, I just screw just, these guys, man. Like me. seriously, yeah. like why? Well, and hell, we're about to get to the the worst part is the defense is <laughs> yeah. loaded. Yeah, like goddamn, so guys. ridiculous. And um, let's let's start in talking about who isn't draftable on this team on the defense or yeah. on the, you know, the on whole the defense. Team. Yeah, Vita Vea. probably probably Vita Vea Yeah, you, you think maybe so. <laughs> maybe William Golson? Just because I don't know if he's necessarily going to get as much work as Indominic and Sue. How are they calling Indominic Sue a defensive end? I don't know because I, mean, I, I guess knows he's not quite a nose tackle so. That's that oh, is they got, they got JPP as the O-line the backer. Yeah, 3-4 makes sense. Still inside tackle, basically. Um, but 
JPP, draftable. Devin White, best linebacker in football, probably. Shaq Levante, Barrett. Uh, Levante, Levante David. David. <laughs> Anton Winfield. It's yeah, ridiculous. Even man. Carlton Davis. I, I mean, he was usable last year as yeah. uh, a DB spot. Like, yeah. Actually, it, you know, Jordan Whitehead is not really – he's not not draftable. He's just not a star like the rest of these guys. He's no, not bad. And I don't even know why they have Jamel – Dean listed as a starter when it's Sean Murphy Bunting, who was startable last year, is yeah. the starter. I'm not sure why they have it listed like that. But man, it's just the rich getting richer. Like I, I just it's hard to look at this team and think, man, they're not gonna go for a repeat because what's stopping them? Kansas City. Can we Maybe. talk about how good of a punter Bradley Pinion is, too? <laughs> Yeah, they're, Honestly, even, they're even stacked at punting. You know, like best punters, too? Like, this isn't even fair. <laughs> it's really not fair. And it, it's hard to talk about what's wrong with this team because I, there's not holes. Like, there's not really a hole that I could point at and be like. The, actually, yep. no. The biggest hole is if Tom Brady didn't stay healthy. Kyle <laughs> Trask, baby. Here's the thing, though. They have Blaine Gabbert. He's not awful. He's not awful. I'm sure you could throw it to those three guys. I would not be excited about it at all. Though. I'm all sorry, right. six guys. I see the smiles on your all's faces. He was, is not. I was just gonna awful. let you have this one. You can have it. You can have it. I'm not. He's I'm not. not this. Is he? Is he awful? At is he Tom Brady? <laughs> no shit. Then yes, it's a hole. Oh shit! He's not Tom Brady. I sold that guy golf clubs one time. <laughs> that is pretty badass. I'm sorry, but Mizzou quarterbacks, dude, like they're garbage, man. All of them. They I'm all just saying, Blaine Gabbert is serviceable. I would not. Say I mean, I would start him just because of the talent. Not I don't know. Sure. I just all right, all right. Let's get on to another team before I get bad. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Oh, you want to run through their schedule? Get mad on. Yes. Can you please run through their schedule real quick? It's actually not as easy as I assume. As um, would think. They got to yeah. nerf them a little bit. Yeah. Um, we got Dallas, Atlanta, Rams, New England, Miami, Philadelphia, Chicago, New Orleans, Washington, New York, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, New York, Carolina. So it's pretty freaking easy. It's easy I at just, the end there. Yeah. Also, they could it's win every they can win against every team in the league. So it's not really saying, oh, they could win this game. They couldn't win this game. The game they're playing at Foxborough, the tickets are starting to become Super Bowl prices. Oh, I guarantee so. it. Brady's return game. That's going to be one of the games to watch. I'll All be right, watching what's the, what's the What's the over-under, Phil? Yeah, the worst part is my th- app updated, and so it, um, right, 11, it's 11 and, a half, 11 and a half, 11 and a half. Oh, smash that over all day. Yeah. I, they can win 13 no. easy. I'd say 12 is very easy. How is the under of that? Especially, I don't know, even if we ran through that schedule again, like, who would you think, man, that team is definitely beating them this year? That's the the problem with them is they can beat any team. Like, if you said they played the Chiefs twice, I'd still say, oh, they split those. Right. Like, you're definitely not. Yeah. Even like the, the Buffalo Bills, too. Like, it's just. I would almost have a loss on October 24th, guaranteed. Is that when they play the Eagles? That's the week after they play the Eagles. Well, I can tell you who they're not beating, and that's Bill Belichick because he is going to pull all sorts of weird voodoo shit. Dude, Tom Brady's going to get hexed. And oh yeah, I, there, there's going to be all. I don't well, even. If want, he's getting. If he's going to get hexed, shouldn't we take the under? 
You know, that's a good point. When, yeah. when do they play them? How, how early in the season? Brady's season? on Madden this year. I mean. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Under, hammer it. Yep, hammer the under. <laughs> Just kidding. Over, don't double think. Don't overthink it, guys. Take the over. Win you some money. Billy said even if Blaine Gabbert's the quarterback, they're going over, so. I wouldn't put it past them. Defense is stacked. Anywho. On to the Falcons. We're going to talk about Atlanta. This is not such an easy, easy over-under to, to um, talk about. So Spoilers. <laughs> oh, also, I didn't, I didn't even say they, Tampa Bay also has a great offensive line, number five. So, yeah. yeah. No, they it's it's disgusting. What They're they good. Have. They're okay. All right. On to ATL. Hope Falcons have a new head coach, Arthur Smith, and a new defensive coordinator, Dean Pease. Both are coming in from the Tennessee Titans. And they also have a new offensive coordinator, Dave Rangone, who's coming from Chicago Bears. Joe, he was the passing game coordinator. How well was the Bears passing game last year, Joe? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was not great, Bill. Okay, well, he seems like a perfect fit for this offense for to be the offensive coordinator for the. I mean, no, he's actually he's actually a really talented guy. Like, literally, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm at just that point, kidding. don't you just blame Trubisky? I mean, he, he was true. also the he would probably coordinator say that when Cutler had Alshon and Brandon Marshall, and that worked out pretty well for everybody. That's true. Until I'm, I'm it was a tongue in cheek. Like, how well did that work out? Of course, you pick on the worst one to, to talk about this guy. Um, the Falcons did not guess how many games the Falcons lost by less than a touchdown last season. Seven. Uh, uh, five. Joe, you are not fun to play this game with. Yes, it was seven games. They lost by under a touchdown, a touchdown or under seven times last season. So what do I win? Nothing. Honestly, nothing. Play the game right next time. Get it wrong. He he looked it up one time, so I just assumed he probably he did. But I'm just saying, I think that spells out that the Atlanta Falcons kimono, maybe bitch. were not wearing? as bad as we thought they were last season. That's the only thing I'm saying. I, I think maybe they weren't as bad as they they came off. The four and twelve record was not indicative of how good the team was. Um, they also lost Todd Gurley and Brian Hill, which gave up 325 touches in that offense. And, going and, and rushing yards. What? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. They didn't of course get shit for rushing yards. It's probably like 300 rushing yards, too. Okay, Okay. well, they gave up 325 total touches. Who did, they, repl- who did they replace them with? Mike Davis. And? Megathaz. And? Know. Oh, no one. Right. Quandre Ornell oh, Patterson. Right, but I'm Maybe just saying they gave up those touches. I get and it. So just, those to- touches have to go that. somewhere. And that's, that's the only thing I'm bringing up. And I also wanted to give up that Hayden Hurst had 88 touches last season. Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy there now. So, what did Hayden Hurst do with those 88 touches? Well, nothing memorable. I can tell short you that. Slants. Or else we would <laughs> short slants. Yeah, much that's, every play he had. That actually is pretty much okay. So diving into this team, you know the wide receiver. It's Calvin Ridley. He's the main guy. He's the top guy. And you're going to draft him as one of the top five receivers on the team. They also have Russell Gage there, as we've stated in past podcasts. He was a little bit underrated last year. If you had extrapolated his stats over an entire season, he probably would have had at least a thousand yards and probably 10 touchdowns. So 
that seems usable, right, fellas? I don't see how. I think Russell Gage is one of the sleepers right now. In the I think so, too. And I don't think people have caught on quite yet. He, they will once ESPN starts talking about it, once all these Play other. for Matthew Berry. Right, all these other podcasts. Matthew Berry's got such a cakewalk with Russell Gage. Oh yeah, and he's totally gonna pretend like he's the first one to think about it. I know he's like, no, you know, no, you know who nobody's talking about Russell that Gage. I thought of in the bathtub last night. Right, nobody's talking. <laughs> no, nobody's talking about Russell Gage. I have I haven't heard anything about him all off season. Well, here I'll tell you about him. Russell Gage is gonna be good this year. He's gonna be a legit wide receiver too. I'm not saying that he's going to match Julio because nobody can match Julio, but he's going to be very usable in that offense. What his, his ceiling is basically Calvin Ridley numbers. Yes. Yes. Calvin Ridley is, is going to get a astronomical amount, but if you think about it, how many more times can they throw to Calvin Ridley that they did not throw to him last year? No, I'm saying gauges, gauges ceiling, but I'm saying like they, they can't add more to Ridley, but they can add plenty of those other smaller touches. The thing is, I'm most interested about. We're, we're we're all in agreement here. You don't have to convince us. I mean, the listeners. Right. I'm just this. letting the re- listeners know. Don't sleep on Russell Gage. Now, if you want to talk about who the third guy in this offense is, now that is a good. Question. Sharp. I think it's Zacchaeus, man. It's Oled Oledmide Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. I think it's him. They 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 flirted with him last year when uh, whoever went down. I don't know if it was Ridley or it was probably Ole. Let's be real. He's old. Um, but he had a couple flashy, I wouldn't even say games, flashy plays. Um, they got a few rookies back there, Darby, Nunn, and Tremel, uh, probably some undrafted. Tajay Sharp from uh, Tennessee or wherever the hell he's been last couple of years. Yeah, he's uh, in Tennessee. And then I don't know who Blake Christian is, but, or Christian Blake. My apologies. Two first names. No idea. Dude, they're going to try some stupid shit with Cordero Patterson, I promise. They probably they said they're are. Gonna, they said they're going to use him. Actually, this is a news report that came out a couple weeks ago. They said that they're going to use him. Uh, what Chicago, how Chicago was trying to use him and failed, um, where he's running those fake runs, but he's actually going to he's actually going to catch balls instead of just running the ball. Well, and this kind of leads back to what I, why I brought up the coaching in the beginning because Cordell Patterson came from the Bears. They want to try to use Cordell Patterson how he was supposed to be used for the Bears. Kind of, I don't know, kind of synchronizing it you know um let me i'll touch on the tight ends real quick there's no not really anything to note in the tight ends department hayden hurst hayden hurst is not good don't don't believe in hayden hurst kyle pitts is the guy he was drafted number four overall for a reason whether you think there's no 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 and there's no way that you should draft him later than third tight end overall Sorry, I was just finishing your sentence for you, Bill. Okay, I appreciate you doing that. So Kyle Pitts was drafted to play a certain role in that offense. And I I don't know how else to say this, but they're going to throw to him a lot. I definitely see him at least getting 100 targets this season. Uh, I think that's a, a nice little floor. And, you know, I we'll see what the talent brings. He's built like a wide receiver. So if he, I could see him getting a thousand yards, I'll, I'll just say it there. I could see him getting a thousand that's, yards. That's so he, he hasn't played an NFL down, and you're already giving him a thousand yards for tight end. Now, are you are you thinking that he is actually going to line up out wide, like more than fifty percent of the time, or not more than fifty percent of the time, but a good chunk? Yeah, I could see it there. 
Because we're, we're talking about who the third wide receiver on this team is. It's not Christian Blake. It's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Like, it's going to be Gage, Ridley, Pitts. That's the three. Like, that, that is why I'm advocating for Kyle Pitts to be that high. Because they plan to use him that way. Like, I'm not saying it because I just think Kyle Pitts is the second coming. I'm saying they drafted him to be this guy. So had he gone gone to like Cincinnati, for example, he would not be this high because there's a lot of mouths to feed there. But in this situation, they got rid of Julio Jones. Why do you think they got rid of Julio Jones? I get it. I'm just saying his ADP is ridiculous. And and fair enough. You can't can't buy him where he's at right now. I think that I think that, yeah, he's he's a little higher than he probably should be. But if you believe that he's going to be as good as he can be, it's a steal because of tight end scarcity, as we talked about last week. My problem is I feel like he's going to end up I, – I doubt they run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, they'll prob- they probably will here and there, especially when they're running the ball. But when they're not running a two tight end set and Kyle Pitts is out there by himself, the 24th offensive line uh, being the Atlanta Falcons, he's going to get stuck blocking. He won't be able to get off his block. And if he does, he's going to get a dump off for five yards. It's not going to be – you know. It's possible. I, I And again, we need to see it. I, I hear you on that part. We need to see it first before we believe it because they can talk him up all see all off season as much as they want. They can tell you how they're going to use him. They can say all this and that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I hear you. We need to see it before we believe it. But if you're going to draft him in the fourth or fifth round, I don't think that's stupid. I just don't because you're going to draft. People are going to draft Kel- Kittle, Kelsey and Waller. And then there's no need to well, reach for anyone. Well besides. above that. Exactly. So it's kind of like the old like quarterback conundrum where you took the top three quarterbacks and then there was a little gap before you got started on the next round. And Pitts I think isn't, Pitts was, isn't for Hawkinson. See, is okay. Four. You say Hawkinson. Ha- is four. Okay. You say Hawkinson. I, I think it's Pitts. There is no one to catch the ball in Detroit. Hawkinson is going to get a thousand. Yeah, yards, also has guaranteed. to catch from Jared Goff. So we'll see. Jared, what- Jared Goff is not that bad. He's not that great either, but. He was he's, so good that Sean McVay traded him like and picks to well, get he, Matt Stafford. He uh, also well, got rid of that contract. Amazing. Also, well, he, number, is, he is amazing. But number one, he got a great quarterback out of it, and number two, he got rid of that ridiculous contract Goff had. He literally, he, I don't, I don't know how he pulled that trade off, but good for them. I do. They gave away a lot to get Stafford. Like they gave picks and golf away to get one player. So if that works out for him, that's fine. I don't think we need to, do we need to talk about Matt Ryan? He's not currently a QB one in most formats. He's just outside. He's usually the 14th or 15th quarterback taken. Um, That seems about right. If you want to, if you, yeah. And if you think that, like, if you think, if you believe in this offense, I currently don't, but if you believe in this offense, take him. I, I, you know, he's going to be better than like Baker Mayfield. I think for example, Proud of you, Bill. I think he's. I mean, I'm a realist at some point. I know my Tony Pollard take would make you believe otherwise, but he. <laughs> I, I am a realist at some point in my life, and Matt Ryan's probably right outside the QB one. He's an injury or two away from being a QB one, but he's currently not one in my. I opinion. think. I think Matt Ryan is a great quarterback for you if you waited on quarterbacks like you're getting the ninth tenth off the board i mean someone's gonna tom brady always seems to get drafted in like the top five for like no reason i mean no one ever reaches for matt ryan he's always there at that like nine ten spot sometimes 
in his in his younger years, he went a little faster, but that, one of the best backup quarterbacks you can grab. I mean, it's like right. Stafford. That's what he is. He's the backup quarterback. I mean, if you well, start off, if you went Dak and Matt Ryan, you'd be really comfortable with what you're doing. 100%. Or well, with Matt Ryan is one of the best wide receivers to ever walk this earth is never not there anymore. And, I mean, Ridley, if he steps up and takes over as the one, he's definitely talented enough. I just don't know if it, they can, can support – this wide receiver core can support as good of a season as and Matt Ryan had. And that's what Atlanta is gambling on Pitts being. Like, that, if, if Pitts doesn't work out for him – that I mean, Matt Ryan's gonna fall off a cliff, and I feel bad, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, I think the biggest thing that scares me about uh, the Falcons, other than their defense, which is just hot garbage, other than maybe some yeah, fancy we'll, relevant we'll stars. Get, right we'll there. No, no, I, I, I was still staying with offenses. Mike Davis, I'm sure he's great, and I want to see him with a starting role, but he's unproven, and there's nothing to back him up. I mean, they got a bunch he's, of question he's marks proven. back there. He's he's proven to be okay as a fill-in for McCaffrey. I mean, it wasn't, he never did anything that was like, oh shit, Mike Davis is the man. He's not Tony Pollard taking over for Zeke. You know what I mean? Well, I he was, this okay. Team, this team understands okay. that, that Matt Ryan's almost done. Yeah. And they're not going to invest a shitload in a running back right now, knowing they're going to have to rebuild here Next very year. quickly. So I think they, they got Mike Davis to run him into the ground. A little band-aid. And, yeah. And I think this year he has a lot of value. I'd be happy taking him as a RB2, RB3. Someone, so when Mike Davis was with the Bears, I think we all thought, okay, Mike Davis could be something. Like you hand him the keys, maybe, maybe something, but he could never get. He never got the keys. Was he? Well, he never got exactly. He never got the keys. I think was he behind Forte when he was there, or is that too long? That was the that was after Forte. He was, I think, brought in to replace Forte, but then we just decided that we weren't ever going to run the ball. And then they drafted Montgomery, basically. Right, and then so they shipped him to Carolina, and he was he was serviceable. Good. Oh, no, he's good the, uh, Jordan Howard. Jordan that's what, yeah, that's one hundred percent what it was. It was Jordan Howard, and he was behind Jordan Howard. But he has the chance. There's like I. Uh, that's an, another reason I, I mentioned those total touches given up at the beginning of this three hundred twenty five from Brian Hill and from Todd Gurley that aren't you know they've got to be dispersed onto this offense. And Mike Davis could end up with 250 touches. Uh, I think that, yeah. that could mean really good work if that's how many touches. I really getting. like Mike Davis this year. And we have him. Drafts were in. He's still going to like the seventh round. I was going to say, we have him about where he should go, sixth, seventh round. And I think that's a perfect time because that's when you're grabbing basically anyone with a split backfield. Right. So a lot of people have been adding Quadre Olison as the backup. Ah, don't do that. I don't think that's the guy. I think uh, you need. I think it's Javion. Javion. Yes, Hawkins. sir. Hawkins. I agree. Yes, that's sir. the guy. Let's, let's just say I'll stash him on the bench. Allison, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> yeah. You're not that guy, pal. Not that guy. I agree. But, I absolutely agree. I think Hawkins is a great stash right now because if something doesn't happen with Mike Davis or happens to Mike Davis, uh, I think Hawkins or or, or you just put him in too. Like again, like I was saying, there's a lot of touches that were given up by God or Godly. Gurley and Hill. So, you know, God, God. why did they think these, Brian Hill was good? I never got that. I never understood that either. Cause every time they gave him the keys of the entire DR running back work, he was never impressive with it. It was sad. Okay. Well, I'll quickly get through this defense. Cause there's really not much to talk about. There's Grady, so much to talk about. Young way. Koo. Does he play defense. defense? 
special teams. Is he a linebacker? Fuck out of here. Best oh, kicker in the league, the Diary man. of a young hoe? My bad. I was talking about the defense real quick. We'll get to the best kicker in football in a second. But <laughs> if you need a guy, there's Deion Jones and Foyt. Foyt's? I don't know. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. What? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Those two linebackers are good. You can put them in your, you know, you can draft them and feel comfortable putting them in your IDP spot. Grady Jarrett is okay, but not great. He's, as Josh always says, he's a D tackle. He's not going to get a ton of no, work. He is like the fifth best fantasy defensive tackle, though. Exactly. So if you have a defensive tackle slot, I, I'm all about Grady Jarrett. Right. Which that would, that's the only reason. And then if you want to take just a, a fucking Hail Mary, Richie Grant, they drafted this year, it's supposed to be really good. So. If you need somebody um, in your secondary and maybe a late round guy could be Richie Grant. I see a lot of people taking him a lot higher than he probably should be. So you're probably not going to get him in the late rounds, but people get hyped about rookie safeties. Yeah. And Dante Fowler. If he gets his head out of his ass, he's serviceable for a fill in. Yes. But but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet. My, like I, that would not be one of the first. That would not be a starter of mine on the defensive end slot. I, it's just, I'll just say that. Um, I like the Eric Harris signing. I think that's pretty good for their back. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I this defense is rough, guys. They're going to get beaten up a lot. I want to see this, more uh, offensive points. I want to hey. see this Tito Mariner. I know I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, I want to see what he can do. I think that's going to, he, he was on and off their practice squad for a lot, uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of years now. Um, and they're giving him technically the starting role right now. I don't know if that'll stay the same once uh, we get in there, but if he does, man, keep an eye on him. I mean, I'm not saying go draft him number one overall, because don't do that, but right. uh, keep an eye, keep an eye on uh, bad teams tend to put out some good defense players, not usually defensive ends because they're usually uh, playing past defense. But if they say Falcons get smashed and uh, there's just going to be a bunch of runs throughout the way. I mean, he, there's always a chance for a lot of tackles in those defensive end spots. There is. So not much to talk about on this defense. There's a couple guys. If they're followed you, go ahead. If not, then don't young way. is a good kicker. If you play in a kicker league and don't play in this super flex, he's the number one kicker. So, Take him. He's great. Don't don't know if there needs to be more said about him. Best kicker of all time. 100%. So write books about this guy, folks. The over-under is 7.5. Hmm. Shall that we is, dive into this schedule? That is a yes. great number for them. It is a good number. Um, well, we got uh, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Dub. Fuck you. Not a dub. <laughs> one so, and one. One and one. Uh, uh, actually, New York, they're... Washington, New York. Let's call that three and two, possibly. Miami, Carolina, New Orleans. I'm getting more and more off of Miami. This is the days go by, but that's yeah, I am. Too. For, that's for. I, I think they're podcast. a. Couple, I think they're a year or two away. Is the thing. I think they're there. They have the right idea. They're. Just... I just. I'm afraid they think they're better than they actually are. But I yeah, continue on, Joe. Um, Dallas, New England, Jacksonville. Tampa Bay, Carolina, mm-hmm. San Francisco, Detroit, oh. Buffalo, New Orleans. God, they're gonna have I a roller coaster. Of a season. The end there. <laughs> have a roller coaster of a season. Yeah. That seven and a half looks decent, though. That's <laughs> a really good number. Vegas knows what they're doing. Let's just put it that way. I don't. I don't feel comfortable either way because just, of. I just, oh man, I don't believe I don't in this team. But that schedule, there are easy parts to it. So seven you know what? games is really easy. I'm going over. I think they get to eight and nine. Hundred percent. I think I think they tank for a quarterback. I think Matt Ooh. Ryan's over the hill. 
there's no way there's no way they convince matt ryan to do that there's no i don't think they have to convince him they have a terrible offensive line and a terrible defense i think they're just just gonna gonna let him get his ass beat out there no i don't think it's gonna let him makes no sense for them to win i mean even if they make it tampa bay is gonna kill him so they got no chance at a super bowl they don't i'm not saying they're gonna tank on purpose i just think they're gonna tank because they're not that good i think they're they're gonna so I know we're, we're ending way too long. I didn't think this was going to be my team that we were going to run long on, but here we are. So why didn't they take a quarterback this year then? Like, why didn't I they? Don't, I I've told I know you, you I don't know, Josh, but like jo- Joe, why do you think that they don't? Because Kyle Pitts why was didn't. considered by most the most pro-ready person ever come out of the draft but why would you why would you need that right now i mean look at uh, look at mahomes with kelsey and uh i guess but you know it's gonna have kittle i need to have him for the next guy i guess that's honestly i think they will regret this decision of drafting kyle pitts for the rest of the for the next five six years and it's not because not because this actually is not a pitts hate this is because if he sucks they wasted the fourth pick uh, and they could have grabbed trey lance or hey let us get justin fields they they missed just fields Okay. Best fields. That's the one okay. where they're going to regret. So it. that they, so either they grabbed him, Kyle Pitts. Let's say Kyle, Kyle Pitts sucks and just doesn't live up to his name. They miss Justin Fields. Let's say Kyle Pitts is great. Then they miss any good quarterback for the next three, four years because they're going to well, at least win Kyle six, Pitts seven is games. Great this year does not mean that they're going to finish. No, I'm saying, but there, if, there is a good quarterback class coming. A lot I of people have said it's shitty, but thinking. it's not. I'm just saying, really if Kyle Pitts is as good as as he is, or they say he is, they're going to win about six plus games. I mean, I wouldn't say over seven or eight. That's going to kick you out of the top five. Obviously, they could trade up and stuff, but if Kyle Pitts is as good as they say he is, he's going to win them games, and they're going to be in that eight and eight category. And it's going to be hard to draft a good quarterback. But then, but yeah. then the other team is going to get the ball, and that defense is going to lose them the same amount of games that that's Kyle Pitts too. wins them. Well, they so. lost a lot of coin flips last season, fellas. That's what I. That's why yeah, I mentioned that at it. the beginning. That's is it. if they won, if they won a lot of those coin flips, it's a oh, completely different story. I thought you meant like legit coin flips, like from the beginning. Oh of the no, game. I <laughs> meant with, like literally they we're losing by like one point, three points, four points. Like if they had had if those had swung the other direction, they could have been eleven and four or 11 and five and they would have been fine so i don't know all right right. let's get on to a new team well we're gonna take a quick commercial break for one second and then we're gonna come back and get into new orleans and carolina what's good idp army it's jordan reigns and quickly i want to tell you guys today about the big project i've been working on the ultimate idp index the ultimate idp index is the number one resource for idp fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today Go to Patreon slash IDP Army and make sure you sign up for that Black Ops here. You'll get access to the pay, or to the Discord. You'll get access to the Index. 
draft season's coming up. It's coming quicker than you think, guys, like or girls, whichever one's playing. The, the draft season is coming quicker and quicker, so make sure you go and sign up for that Patreon tier and get yourself in that index. It is a very helpful resource. All right. Well, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Job. Talk about Nolans. Nolans. I actually went to Nolans uh, a few months ago, and it was a great time. It did rain the whole day or the whole evening I was there, which was did not stop people from partying. So I know that these guys can go through anything. Uh, I'm not so sure if they can get through this. Um, I will open this up to you guys in a second. I just want to kind of run through a, a quick, uh, quick overlook here. Alvin Kamara, his stats changed a little bit when uh, J- uh sorry my bad Taysom Hill took over. <laughs> I Bree, Breeze was having a bad season. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I don't know what the hell happened to Michael Thomas. We'll get into him in a second. But Kamara's stats don't change. Kamara is matchup proof, quarterback proof. I wouldn't say offensive line proof. They are the number four offensive line. So uh, he's running behind one of the best. Uh, and I think they'll keep him super fresh this year with uh, Lat Murray. I think he's he's destined to get a lot of tackle or a lot of uh, carries as well. But I think Alvin Kamara is one of the, and, and this isn't the best combo because uh, Cleveland Browns take this, but I, I think he's one of the best running backs that is happens to be in a timeshare. Um, he is just an overall G. I think we can agree that him and Chubb head to head are completely different running backs. Not anything against Nick Chubb. I just think that Alvin Kamara is matchup proof and the dude can do it with 12 carries a game and a couple catches. So and he is a great value right now because people are afraid to take him. He actually, so we have him higher than most people do. I think he's running at that back end of the top 10 and we have about yeah. five. Uh, thanks to Joe. Otherwise he'd probably be at about seven or four us. Um, I think, uh, I think Kamara is the, he's the fifth or sixth running back off the board. And if he's not, you gotta you gotta grab him. Let's just say hypothetically, you're sitting at eight or nine, and you had your head, your heart set on Zeke or Taylor or Jones or, or even Tyree Kill or something, and Kamara's sitting there. Grab him. The only thing that can stop him is an injury, and you can always grab Lat Murray later um, and have your have his handcuff. I mean, Lat Murray's going in the a little too low for himself as well. I mean, I think he's in the eighth or ninth round at this point. So uh, that's one of the steals of the draft right there is Lat Murray. He's going to get carries and if anything does happen to Kamara he instantly takes on that so his offensive line's great this quarterback situation on the other hand I I don't even know what the hell to make of it who's the quarterback who is who should just be get I mean they're both getting paid so they're both on the team unless they somehow pull off a Jared Goff type trade who's the quarterback guys Jameis I think think it should be Winston to start out with I just think that there's too much evidence of him showing good um good things when he's in the starter and I have not liked some of the things I've seen from Taysom Hill and I don't think the wide receivers have loved some of the things I've seen from Taysom Hill and so I think Jameis deserves a shot at least and then maybe Taysom comes in and takes over if maybe Jameis is is as erratic as he was when he was in yeah uh, I I have to agree. Jameis Winston is should be the starter off the bat just to give him the chance. I think what they were going to see probably 
is a, I wouldn't say 50-50 split, but I think we'll see Taysom Hill no matter what because we were seeing him with Breeze. So, I mean, they're not going to not use him if, you know, Breeze is gone. Why did they give him that ridiculous fucking contract? They're both getting paid, yeah. So, I think uh, I think Jameis should be the starter because he's the traditional quarterback and he could fire that ball deep and they have some speedy guys on that team. Um, but I, I think the problem here is Taysom Hill is going to get a lot of uh, work. What they really should do is make him an actual tight end because they don't – Nick Vinnett's okay. Adam Troutman, give him a chance. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't really fantasy wise. I'm not drafting either one of these guys. Uh, Jamie's could be a good late backup. If he, if, especially if he hasn't even been announced yet, you could grab him super late. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't like about this team anymore is their wide receivers. Um, never realized how much I wanted Emmanuel Sanders on that team until he left. Uh, Traquan Smith. I am not a believer anymore. I gave him too many hopes. I picked him up and dropped him and picked him up and dropped him. And so many times. This is his make or break year for sure. And uh, I mean, you can get him cheap as shit because nobody's even thinking about him. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to homer on him in like the eighth round because he's the wide receiver too at this point. Um, Any guys back there you think are going to make that, take that spot for the third? Marquez Callaway. I picked up Marquez Callaway. It hurt me to drop him so you could do that, Bill. (laughs) For sure, I do. My team's too good. My team's too good. It killed me. I was like, well, I'm going to stash him away just in case. There are 10 wide receivers I'm seeing here on their depth chart. Um, four, three of them I've heard of. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of guys behind them. Um, I, if you're in a dynasty league, it's, and you have the work, you have the room, you have a crappy guy on your roster that you can get rid of. Feel free to just take a shot in the dark. I like little jump, little Jordan Humphrey, mainly just cause his name is little Jordan. Uh, Play to Texas. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you can't be mad about where they played in college, but uh, you can do what you want to do. I just, I don't know. I don't, it's a crapshoot here. I don't even like Michael Thomas anymore after last year. I know it was a weird year. I know he had injury problems and stuff, but it seems like he was a jerk to be honest. I don't yeah. think he was getting along with anybody on the team. Even I don't really know why. I don't I feel really... like he's a good buy low and dynasty. He is now. a buy low. Yeah. I mean, it's one bad year. It's hard to say. I mean, he he was the best wide receiver in football last year, before last year, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he where where do we even have him in our in our rankings? We got him at twenty nine. Really high on him. I think we are a little high on him compared to ADP. I mean, I mean, he's he's going into the fourth round very consistently in drafts. Let's say hypothetically, you you have the you know fifth pick or something. You go Kamara, and then you grab Antonio Gibson. I I'd go grab Michael Thomas. Yeah, why not? You have the upside of a wide receiver one. Yeah, why I not? just – I don't know. I'm just not excited about anyone on, on the offense. you guys have anything other than Kamara, obviously? Nah. You hit on everything, man. Really? Like, there's the, – the thing is, is you look at the wide receiver – or just the pass catchers on this team. Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, and probably Adam Troutman. Oof, man, that's an exciting you know, bunch. I just thought about this. The Saints would be a sweet buy for Ertz. That would help their team immensely, not only for just, blocking, which they don't even really need. I agree they, with you, but I think the Saints have to be real with themselves, and they have to realize that they're not going to win with this team. This You're not, not beating the – I mean, maybe Sean Payton. Like, that's the kind of the X factor here is if Sean Payton can, like, scheme up something. You're not beating Tampa Bay with this roster. Come on now. Devin White loves seeing this trash on the other side of them. Yeah. Well, and not to mention anyone with one good corner uh, looking at the Rams um, is just going to feast on this team because they're going to make them throw it to Traquan and they're going to make Callaway have to catch a ball. I mean, they're not going to give 
Thomas anything. Well, then that's look, the who, look who's throwing it to him. It's either Taysom that's Hill that's inaccurate or Jameis Winston 50-50 ball. Literally throws 50, 50, 50 touchdowns, 50 interceptions. Yeah. And 50 passes a game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, their defense isn't really exciting either. I mean, Cameron Jordan is a, a, a ageless wonder. Uh, he's still phenomenal throughout this time. Um, tackles, once again, not really draftable. Demario Davis has had some good years on the Jets. See if he can do anything here. Uh, Pete Warner, their rookie. I'm not huge on rookie linebackers. I feel like it's not an immediate. He was play. taken in the second round, so I know I mean, like, draft capital right now is kind of like a the bad buzzword because I've been saying it about Kyle Pitts, but draft capital's kind of been like he got drafted high, so there must be using him, right? Like he must be good because they wouldn't. There's literally nothing high. behind him, though. What did no. I see the other day? The uh, quarterbacks of the twenty whatever draft, and it was like. Um, I think it's a 2015 draft. And the best quarterback out of that was Mike Glennon. And he was drafted in the fourth round or something like that. And they're all the quarterbacks. there were just garbage. I mean, it's just, just because someone's drafted high doesn't mean they're going to be good. Hundred I mean, our Sega white side from the Eagles, perfect example. I, I mean, they still try to make them happen. I don't know why, but it's just, just because someone got drafted high doesn't mean he's this good. This is his year, man. Yeah. Okay. Man. Uh, this is a, this defense is like good. Like, football good but not like fantasy football i need to draft them on my team good right yeah dude i held on to marcus davenport for so long i finally had to cut bait on it yeah i'm just well marshawn Lattimore too marshawn Lattimore is really good in real life he is not good for fantasy that's it that goes to a good cornerback good cornerbacks aren't usually that good in fantasy football sadly because nobody throws to them right um or they're you know dj garner johnson talks mad shit though so he does. Um, also, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. How many times is, do you think he's going to get punched in the face this year? A couple. Probably one or two. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to bet a shot on that? I'll take an over-under. He at least gets punched Wait, in the face. Wait, isn't he the guy that got punched by Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas and team? Anthony Miller and Javon Wims. Punch him. Damn, Bears, Bears don't like him. No, they don't. And his own team. Uh, yeah, and his own team. I wonder how that'll work out. Uh, yeah, that is who Michael Thomas Fun fact, Punch. Malcolm Jenkins is actually a pretty good uh, safety to grab. Uh, he's a, he's an eight-tackle-a-game kind of guy. You're not going to get anything crazy out of him. No, no, no. Play for the Eagles. I get it. No, but... no, no. I'm serious. If you go back to look at his weekly stats, he's about eight tackles a game. I know that's nothing fantasy relevant, but at the same time, I want to put someone on my team who's going to at least get a, a low floor. I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to take an opportunity <laughs> to write a eulogy for Noah Spence here. Um. I was so high on that guy when he was a rookie. I tried to trade for him everywhere in every IDP league I was in, and it yeah. never happened. So rest in peace, brother. Sorry. Is, is he on this team? Yeah. I didn't even realize. He is so far down. I mean, but he wasn't drafted that way when he came out of Ohio State. No, he was not. Okay. Well, we want to get to the over-under? Yeah, go ahead. Nine. Uh over under is nine. Yes. Um, I'm, green, I'm, a, I'm smashing the under. I don't read, even need to hear read us the schedule. I just want us to go ahead and it's, throw it out there. It's rough. Green Bay, Carolina, New England, New York Giants, Washington, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Dallas, New York Jets, Tampa Bay, Miami, Carolina, Atlanta. 
I got maybe eight in there, but those are all, some of those were like could lose games. I think, yeah, I heard seven that I thought like, okay, that's probably winnable. I feel like they're getting that high number. I mean, I know it's not a high number, but they're getting that nine because they're the New Orleans Saints. They're not yeah. getting that number because they're getting of that the talent on their coach roster. and name recognition. Yeah. Sean Payton. Sean Payton bonus. Did, did um, okay before we like before we move on, do I remember a different Taysom Hill? Was he like that good to where it's like he could be the starter for the Saints and they're gonna win nine games this year? Like I, I don't have, remember him being that good. I have no idea where the talent, whatever he took uh, him four and oh, didn't he? And when he played started. okay though. He didn't actually I don't, I just don't feel like it was because of him. Like, I don't think he said like man Taysom Hill led him to the victory. I think it was like Alma Kamara scored seven touchdowns. And oh Taysom Hill wearing was his too. goddamn Christmas shoes. So uh, it's just like I I don't know. I just feel like I was watching like living in an alternate reality where like Taysom Hill was apparently he was amazing and people are like, oh he they could definitely win nine games with him under center. I don't I just don't think so. I, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater went like, didn't he take him like five and Bridge, two years ago or something? Bridgewater looked great on the Saints. I yeah. actually would and, feel better about Bridgewater than these two. Which it's like if if Jameis Winston, if you hone hone Jameis Winston as the good Jameis Winston, in uh, that is an I'm amazing crab legs feeling Jameis Winston. Yes, because that was Florida State <laughs> undefeated Jameis Winston. So that yes, that good. that Jameis Winston you want you want to hone, and I think that. If Sean Payton can get Teddy think, Bridgewater to score, go five and zero, I think he can get James Winston to win a lot of games. I think he knows it's going to be James. I think he just, for some reason, he's a truther for Taysom Hill. I mean, he's going to let him battle it out, and James Winston's going to win it. I mean, pretty much. And then they're going to use T- Taysom for weird plays that don't work. I got the under. I'm going under for sure. I'm smashing that. Yeah, under. I think I'm going to go under as well. All right, Joe, get us to Carolina, my friend. All right, the Carolina McCaffreys. You guys ready for it? Yeah, let's get it. All right. Uh, draft Christian McCaffrey. He's really good. Whoa. Um, Damn. Hot take. take of the day. Um, no, nah, man, this team, this seems exciting in a way if, if it all works out for him. I feel like someone took a jigsaw puzzle and just threw it up in the air. and We're just waiting for all the pieces to land for this one. So I'll start off with the running backs. You're taking McCaffrey. I think Chubba was a really good pick for them because it provides backup for McCaffrey because we all saw last year what happened. He's not Superman. Yeah, he's not Superman. Um, Chubba's a sneaky good value, I think, late, especially you take McCaffrey. He had over 2,000 yards his sophomore season at Oklahoma State and scored 21 touchdowns, so the man can handle the rock. Um, their line is is no bueno. It is no bit. bueno. That and is a great way to say even, it. <laughs> it got even worse from last year somehow. So, I mean, a... Russell Okun is still out there. They could bring him back, which would help. But even then, I don't think you're really helping anything there. You want to take a stab at what the uh, offensive line ranking is? 28. I'm sure you probably wrote it down, Joe. It's 31. 31, yeah. yeah it was 18 it's... last year. It is bad, man. Yeah. And then their tight ends, I mean, they're blocking tight ends, Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas. I mean, he I think everyone wants Ian Thomas to succeed. I'm sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but I just that right, offensive you're, you're line stealing my thunder, bro. scares me. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, the offensive line is absolutely fucked. So I like the running backs. The offensive line is fucked. Um, the big thing with this team is the Sam Darnold signing. I have been very critical of Sam Darnold in previous podcasts, but his performance alone will make and break their season here. Um, so 
behind his shitty offensive line, the reason I keep bringing that up is Sam Darnold's completion percentage last year with the Jets, which we have to take for a grain of salt, was 67%, which was number 35 in the league. His deep ball completion was 27%, which was 33 in the league. And with a clean pocket, he was actually extremely efficient at 77.5%, which took which was six in the NFL, actually, ironically enough. So if they can protect him, I think he can be very serviceable, except I don't think they can protect him. And what that brings me into is his average depth of ch- target was 6.1 yards. You have freaking Ferraris on this offense. You have DJ Moore, whose average depth of target or average reception was 18 yards, and Robbie Anderson, which was 15 yards. Of course, he did get 513 yards after contact, so I think it could work. And then Terrence Marshall was 15 yards as well. So what I'm saying here is all of the wide receivers on this offense are deep guys. They're fast guys. They're not your possession type receiver that's going to run a short slant. I don't, Maybe I don't you'll think, get away with it sometimes, but I don't think they can't be though. I, I mean, I mean not... you're right. You're absolutely right. I just think that this, the way they have this roster constructed, they need someone that can throw a deep ball very accurately, which Sam Darnold cannot, and they're not going to keep him upright long enough for him to make these types of passes. So it scares me. Um, I really can like, I, can I mention Marshall. something with Sam yeah. Darnold real quick? Yeah. Right, sorry. Were you on Sam Darnold yet? No, I'm I'm still talking shit on Sam Darnold. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back when we get on Sam Darnold. I'm I, I got something. No, dude, talk about him. Draft okay. Terrence Marshall. I think he's a stud. He's huge. He's the future. The only thing Draft. I'll say about Sam Darnold, and I'm not I'm not a fan of Sam Darnold, so I'm not even trying. Like this is me sticking up for him, but not really at the same time. There is a post Gase hype train that people seem to hop on, and maybe Sam Darnold could cook something up. Because anytime a quarterback leaves Adam Gase, they become good. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill was the latest that's was in Adam Gase's uh, offense in Miami. He goes to Tennessee. Now he's a top 12 quarterback in fantasy. Sam Darnold has been trapped under point. the Gase uh, foot for, you know, four years now. And now we'll see what he can do when he's not. So, but also like Tannehill, he went to a smaller program. I mean, he's not in the – He's not in the Big Apple now. He's not under that kind of pressure. He's in Carolina, which is okay, really but very you're chill. saying You're saying big program because they're in New York. It's the Jets. They suck. We all know it. Everyone knows yeah. Jets fans know it. But you're dealing with the New York fans know, and the I, New York yeah, media. Nightmare. And, I mean, I've never heard shit about the Charlotte media. I mean, I assume they're That's just a good point. smoking a joint and drinking an IPA. You basically just saw Cam. That was the media. Well, Cam kept getting in trouble because he kept calling out girls for talking about routes and – you know, that sort of stupid flippant cam shit that he All right, real quick, before, that we, is true. before we get off the quarterback train, I, I personally, I want to see Sam Darnold's uh, chance here. This is great. He got off the Jets who had some good wide receivers, but they're not as good as this cast. The, these three, if Terrace Marshall lives up to his name, are honestly top seven trios. I, I don't. I don't. I can't put it. Oh, under dude, the wide receivers there. are incredible. Wide receivers look great. Robbie yeah. Anderson was a great addition for them last year. Uh, Terrace Marshall is a great addition for them this year. I think he was one of the sleeper wide receivers in the draft. But one thing about Sam Darnold is, is if he fails, PJ Walker. I don't know about you guys, XFL truthers. No, no, no. That man was. I get it was the XFL, but that dude make made everyone look silly. I'm just saying, if Sam Darnold gets injured or if Sam Darnold can't play. 
throw it. Let, let PJ Walker have a chance to throw to these guys. He could throw the ball deep. He proved that in the XFL. He proved that last year in the game he played. Uh, maybe two games. I don't remember. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I like the quarterback room. It's a unique quarterback room. They're not all that good, but give me I a hate chance. it. I'm not drafting them in <laughs> I fantasy. I want to be clear. I'm not drafting them in no, fantasy. No, 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 man. You see, okay, so I want you to picture something for me, right? So you know how the Jets had that dark green uniform and then Sam Darnold had that bright red hair? Like, doesn't that remind you of a dumpster fire? Right? Like oh, a trash can that's on you know, fire. Kind of, kind of yeah, good. and then he goes to Carolina where they got the teal uniforms now, and that just reminds me of a recycling bin fire. Or oh. if they were the silver ones, a metal trash can fire. Like, I feel like it, everywhere you cut fire it, trash fire. Reported. There was actually an ocean yeah. fire over the last week, too. So it could yeah. be the ocean, too. That's, That's the true. kaiju coming out. But no, <laughs> Terrence Marshall, uh, I really, really like Terrence Marshall, man. He's he's a big breakout. He's the big wide receiver that they need if they're going to make Sam Darnold work. I was going to say, how is he the breakout if you t- just smash and Sam Darnold? If uh, Sam Darnold is going if... to work, Terrence Marshall needs to work because well, people... he's the target. He's the 50-50 guy. He's the red zone guy. He's the probably, out of all these guys, the more possession-esque guy. People were That's heartbroken right. when he went to Carolina because they were wanting him to be the starting wide receiver on a team that needed a starting wide receiver. Well, the thing is, Anderson and DJ Moore aren't going to be on this team forever. One of them Anderson's is going to go next year. Is he gone next year? Okay. Yeah. I was say, DJ Moore we'll is going to be keeping because they got rid of Samuel, which honestly was a good move going DJ Moore. I, tr- I I thought Samuel was the better receiver, but he's not. Uh, DJ Matt Moore Rule has a cult of people that went to Temple University because that's where he used to coach. Robbie Anderson's in the cult. <laughs> Speaking Dude, of look, coaches, look though. how many people on this team are from Temple University, including your boy PJ Walker. Just saying, it's weird. So speaking of that coaches, uh, Joe Brady is coming in um, and he came out recently and said that he wants to use the tight ends to funnel the offense through. You have Dan Arnold, Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble, who is a blocking tight end from Notre Dame. They are not going to funnel that offense through the tight ends. I don't see it at all. (laughs) So moving along, the defense, the fun part, man, this defense reminds me a lot of the 2018 bears without the speed at linebacker that they had, but the way it's set up, I mean, you have Brian Burns on one end, you got Hassan Reddick on the other end. Then you got Daquan Jones and Derek Brown in the middle. That, that is a very intense, intense pass rush right there. I think they can get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. You have the back end of that with AJ Bue suspended six games. Um, so that sucks. But when he's in, you got him, J.C. Horn, who they just added to keep up with Michael Thomas and Mike mm-hmm. Evans, he's big. He's the big cornerback that they actually need. The shocking got, pick of the draft. We were all have a, have a, Do you think he'll have a cell phone on him at any point? He's got to. And yeah. then you got the studliest stud of all time on this defense and Jeremy Chen. Yeah, Saluki. Um, yeah, man, that dude is uh, – if you miss out on him in IDP, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I did too. It sucks. I really like him too. The only thing that's really going to hold this defense back is the the linebackers. Um, I really like the Denzel Perryman edition. Uh, Shaq Thompson was really good as Luke Keekley's sidekick. Um, as soon as Keekley left, Thompson just sucked. So hopefully Perryman can kind of support him and they can be a one-two punch there in the middle. My sleeper for this offense is Patty Fisher at linebacker. Um, I think he can come in and start taking some time away from uh, Shaq Thompson there especially with Perryman's injury history, he could see the field fairly quickly. So just a name to keep an eye on. Um, this defense is absolutely stacked, though. It's going to be really fun to watch this year. 
All right, real quick, we got to talk about uh, our IDP Army friend, uh, Jordan. Um, he absolutely has a man crush on Brian Burns. Uh, I, I sure? drafted him. I drafted him in uh, one of our leagues that we're in, and that man has not stopped trying to trade for him. And I love it. I love the persistency. He hasn't given me a good trade for him yet. And if you're listening, Jordan, <laughs> give me a good trade and I'll give him to you. But yeah, you know, obviously I know you like him. Obviously I know I've, I've seen the IDP index and uh, yeah, he's up there. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with Joe. This, this defense has, and it's not even an overwhelmingly like all-star individual defense. It's the team together makes them a, a freaking force. I mean, Jeremy Chin in his rookie year got 72 tackles. Brian Burns has been like, right around that 10 tack or 10 sack mark. Uh, we have yet to see it from gross Mateos. I, I want to see it. Shaq Thompson's been making tackles since the day, the day he was born. Hassan Reddick was actually a fucking phenomenal signing. That dude is one of the most underrated linebackers because he's kind of an edge rusher. So he gets a lot of sacks mm-hmm. last year was one of his breakout seasons, but then Arizona drafted a fucking dude, that five sack game versus the giants was insane. Dude. He is. I, I've always liked Hassan Reddick. I actually you know why Reddick went to the Carolina Panthers. Why is that? He went to Temple. Did he really? Oh. Did he really? That's he phenomenal. But oh. dude, honestly, though, like Hassan Reddick has been a phenomenal player. He's not really like super fantasy relevant unless you pick him on the right week. But he is—he's uh, just great in, in general. And then uh, Denzel Perryman, I, I want to see it. I've been wanting to see it for a while, but it hasn't been bad. It just hasn't been. Great. I, I love this defense. I cannot wait to watch him work. Matt Rule's a defensive-minded coach. You can clearly see that by how they've built this defense. I'm ready. I'm ready to see Ready to see it happen. I personally think they're going to regret the Sam Darnold trade. I, I think that it was a good idea. To, what they get for him again? Uh, two second-rounders for him, which I, I get that, but, you know, you could have just waited or, I don't know, here's a crazy idea when you don't have a quarterback. Draft one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. I, I mean, they, J.C. Horn's amazing, so I don't want to, like, take that away from him. But, like, Justin Fields was right there. I feel like Justin Fields is going to make people look stupid coming I, I hope in so. the future because I, I don't I get it. I hope so, so bad. He would, like, seriously, Justin Fields in college, that was my second-rated quarterback. I thought he was going to be second. And I can't so, believe that he, he wasn't drafted. I, in those just, top five picks. Just because he got hurt? Like, I don't understand. He, I don't know. I don't know what everybody else was watching that I wasn't watching because every time I watched him, I was impressed. Well, the Bears will be watching him now. I'm, I was proud of the Bears. I saluted him on draft night when they did that. I did backflips. You did. You went and jumped on your bed or whatever in that room. You almost flew out that window. It was wild. That would have been awesome. That I've little... had a lot of really stupid injuries in my life, but I would love to be like, see where I got this scar? That's when they drafted Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right where I was when I watched Justin Fields get drafted. <laughs> All right. Well, their over-under is 7.5. All right. So we got New York Jets starting off week one. Then we're going to go New Orleans Saints, Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings, New York Giants, Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to stop saying the the mascot name. Um, Washington, Miami, Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, so got the seven, and I didn't. It all depends on Sam Darnold. It all depends on Sam Darnold. That's what I was just about to say. The trash man. Well, the problem is, like, when we get to, like, Washington, 
you think he's going to look at Chase Young and be like, I feel okay. I feel good. I feel good about this. With that offensive line? Like, no. No. Ron Rivera is going to be smiling as Chase Young kills Sam Darnold. Yeah. Montez Sweat. That entire defense is loaded. And I just – I get nervous because he gets in his head a lot, and I I feel bad for him in that respect. But, you know, it's it's time, Sam Darnold. You've got to be – it's not going to happen. Go under. I get it. I get what you're saying, and I'm probably going to go over or under as well. I'm going to go under as well because I just don't. I don't think I believe in Sam Darnold. I just wouldn't put any money on it because it could go either way. But see the talent's it, there. It's I just go under. I'm, I'm not. Now, I'm not. PJ Walker is quarterback. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> still, on the still under. It's the offensive line. They they got to do something about that. I love what they've done with the defense. You've made an incredible defense. If you can keep all those guys, like by all means. But you've got to work on the offense eventually. I, I, you know, Matt Rule's not not done enough for Joe Brady on that offense. Who's the quarterback for Temple that's going to be in the draft next? PJ Walker. Oh, um, I don't know. That's a good question. There's a Liberty quarterback going to be in there. I don't know. That's not Temple. Well, it's not Temple. We'll we'll get to that eventually. I actually do have quite a bit to say about college football, so hopefully we can do a pod about that. Okay, I'm going to be off that week. I'm sure you are. You don't. You just don't want any information about the the future. I'll talk you with you, Bill. Spencer Rattler is gonna be the next Patrick Mahomes. Mustard right. incident. He's good. All right. Well, that wraps up the NFC South. I think we probably think Tampa Bay is gonna win this one, right, fellas? I think that's yeah. pretty. Just kidding. Yeah. I obviously know that the second the second place team is gonna be the more interesting one because I think it's kind of a coin flip between all of them. A three-sided coin for sure. A three-sided coin, the the they infamous three-sided those? coin. It's it's rare, but you can find them if you really wanted to. So All right, dog wants to join the podcast. Yeah, my dog does not think there's a three-sided coin, and that's okay. <laughs> so, anywho, let's get on to closing thoughts. Where I think we're doing closing golf thoughts. Honestly, closing golf. The the rare golf thoughts, Joe. I had an assignment for you this this past week to inform me and the viewers about a certain golf feud that has just really fascinated me. So please, the floor is yours. <laughs> I uh, I did not follow up on that homework assignment, but fantastic. I can, I can walk you through it a little bit. So please do. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka are probably two of the biggest golf douchebags on the planet. Um, they're your quintessential. Um, complete douches you listen to what they say it's ridiculous um so anyway uh bryson DeChambeau is like a mad scientist type golfer he's always trying different clubs out trying to do different things on the course play the course a different way he's uh he's basically um basically a complete wacko but it seems to work out for him uh brooks kepka is the the jock style um clean cut pretty boy type who is extraordinarily competitive, does not give a shit about regular golf tournaments, only shows up in the majors and then proceeds to win or finish in second place every time. So it all starts with Bryson being his mad scientist self and taking a long time to play the game of golf. Brooks Kepka cannot stand that for the life of him. He hates slow play. He's called Bryson out several times for playing slow. And went to the news and was basically trashing Bryson about playing slow, which I hate slow golfers myself. So I know where he's coming from. 
Yeah, better so, than a golf course with a slow golfer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, this guy wasted like 20 minutes arguing about a fire ant nest that his ball was near and, <laughs> and all this stuff. It's pretty fucking crazy. So this whole shit has evolved over time. Um, with Bryson basically just being a douchebag and saying these ridiculous things, and then Brooks taking to social media and calling him out about it. Um, for example, the most recent one, um, Bryson, uh, everyone started calling him Brooksy, um, which really pissed him off. And uh, he started calling the fans out that were calling him Brooksy and getting the police to remove those fans from the golf tournament. Jesus so that fueled Brooks Kepka to go online in partnership with Michelob Ultra and offer anyone who was kicked out of the golf tournament for saying Brooksy to Bryson, they offered them a case of beer for free. And this whole thing has just gone on and on, and they absolutely hate each other, even refusing to be paired up with each other and all this stuff. Now, side note aside, the PGA Tour has put a $40 million purse in this year for the people that have the best social media followings. So I feel like this is playing directly into that, and they oh. know exactly what they are doing. Oh, so they're just fucking around. Well, I, I do think there is a heated feud between There's the two. There's definitely a beef, but yeah. at the same time, they're utilizing that beef. Yes, they, they hate each other, but they're absolutely playing on it. Well, I, the, I saw uh, last week that Bryson's taking a, a break from his caddy, and then Brooks put a heartfelt, like, how much he That's, loves his yeah. caddy yeah. on social media. And it was just like, that is just awesome. I, I love it. I love golf feuds. That, that needs yes. to be more of a thing. I love when people are petty for like no reason, just to no. be petty. Speaking of yeah, Josh being petty, shocker. What, what, am I, what am I petty about? What? Nothing. What am, there was also a pretty interesting uh, golf slash football note that happened Tuesday. And uh, yeah, so they played the Capital Ones of the match. It was Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, they played up out in Montana, but there was a lot of really interesting back and forth going on. Um, your typical golf jokes and all that stuff. But also Tom Brady was really ribbing Aaron Rodgers about uh, his Packers thing. Josh, you want to talk about that? Just just some great back and forth banter uh, between the two of them. But a couple of the ones that were uh, Bleacher Report was definitely showing was uh, at one point, uh, I think Brady was on the phone with Gronk or that's what they said at least. And it was like, Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm over uh, over here. I'm, I'm staring at Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> so. That that was a good one. And then there was another one where they were playing some sort of Jeopardy, and they were saying this person was uh, on uh, he guest starred on The Office and the Game of Thrones, and and uh, Tom Brady goes, uh, "It's a guy who's mad at his boss and doesn't know what to do." Who is Aaron Rodgers? And so it's just. <laughs> Some some quick quips at Aaron Rodgers, and um, honestly, I was thinking like, was this was this a ploy between the two of them? Like, this isn't quite conspiracy corner, so we wouldn't play the X Files theme. But like, is there a few? Is this a feud between the two of them? Or like, are, was he was Tom Brady just ribbing Aaron, or was this like a was this Aaron trying to get some more some more news out there? Well, when Charles Barkley kept ribbing Aaron Rodgers about asking about his future with the Packers. He said, we'll see while he was smiling probably 20 times during that whole match. So um, there's definitely something going on here, but I still think he's playing for the Packers this year. I think so, too. I think as we get closer to the season, there's just no way that they're going to trade him. 
they would need to get somebody else in there or whatever their plan is before training camp. So I think as soon as, true. as soon as training camp starts and we're going to figure out what's what, but I think it's a simple, I just thought simple it was answer. I just thought it was funny. I love that Tom, uh, Tom and him have that relationship where they're just giving each other. It's, it just reminds me of us guys, you know, where we, we give each other shit and, you know, just us guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, no one else does that. It's just, it's just us and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I'm going to, I'm actually going to close with a little golf thoughts as well. Um, I happened to be playing some golf yesterday and number one, and I don't mean to steal your thunder here, Bill, cause I know something happened with you on the golf course the other day, but I saw a baby otter and it was just phenomenal. I don't know if it was a baby. I don't know how big otters get, but I saw an otter. We're in Missouri. I don't I mean, you know, it's uh, obviously they're there, but you don't see them often. You know, you see, I, it was just like a squirrel passing the cart path. Looked like he was fighting with a bird too. I couldn't really tell. I just, I, I, I wanted to see it. I just, it, it was just, it was just cool to see. Anyway, later that day, I, uh, I, I was playing a, a par five over a hill, and um, I, I hit, a, I hit a drive. It wasn't great. It was okay. You know, it was a Josh drive. And then I duffed my second shot because you know I do that sometimes. Anyway, so I'm about two thirty out from the green, and uh, the guy goes, "Hey, there's somebody on the green." I was like, "Don't fucking worry about it. I ain't hitting them." I know the guys. We play in a golf league every week. Uh, Anyway, I hit the green. Um, I, I hit this club all of 200 usually, and I hit it all of 230, um, which was great. I'm, I'm happy about it. It was a nice three-wood uh, courtesy of Joe Wiggins. Um, but at the same time, my, my, my moral of the story here is just don't be, don't underestimate yourself, man. Sometimes you actually can wow. come through. And I know, once again, deep thoughts from Josh. Uh, <laughs> but no, every once in a while, you actually can get that perfect shot. And you could potentially end someone's fucking day or life. I mean, you, you definitely hit someone. I apologize to the guys. They were pretty pissed at first. Uh, uh, apparently, apparently, whizzed right past one of their heads. So very, very valid reason to be mad. Jeez. Uh, I landed about 15 yards from uh, from the hole on the green. And uh, or 15 feet, my apologies. I missed the putt because I suck at golf, but um, I did par it, so it's cool after a duff. But yeah, I uh, just uh, just be cool, man. Bought him a beer afterwards. We're all good now. I actually learned some learned some fun stuff about him. Uh, just just you know, sometimes don't underestimate yourself. Sometimes you're better than you think you are. You know? Yeah. My only closing golf thoughts is I hate when there is somebody that's keeping track of pace of play like really intensely. I've had it happen to me twice now where. Um, the pace was technically supposed to be at two hours and 30 minutes, but we were at two hours and 25 and he said that we needed to speed up. And I was like, we're right on time. I don't understand why we need to speed up. If we're right in the average amount of time for pace of play. It's just, was it the Marshall or was this just, yeah, it was the Marshall on the ninth hole. He said that we needed to speed up even though we were five minutes faster than schedule. I don't know. I just, I just wish they would lighten up on pace of play. Like it's not even fun sometimes. Cause you know, if there's a group behind you that's waiting and like you're taking a long time, totally reasonable. That's when you let to them make pass. you to make you hurry up or yeah. Or let them pass. But in this case, there was nobody behind us. There was nobody in front of us. We were by ourselves and this guy has his little clipboard and walkie talkie. It says we need to hurry up even though we're five minutes faster than the pace. And it's just nah, shit bugs me, man. I completely understand if you're in a spot where someone is waiting behind you and tapping their foot on the green, 
holding their driver behind their head like what the fuck why are you still up the way but that's when you let them pass anyway i mean sometimes you're out there with a bad golfer or you're out there with your wife or something i'm just there having fun i just want to shoot the shit with i my get friends. it like, i get it man you want to play some golf dude you want to play some golf i, I mean get it. I, I, is it i feel like everybody's like that does everybody take it that intense like yes God damn. It, it's just golf pace of play is is a serious issue with golf but I uh I just I think totally you need agree. to get the people that are the problems, like yeah. go talk to them. But like yeah. when it's a foursome that we were playing a scramble, two man scramble like teams. So the pace of play was not the issue uh, with us. Yeah, we well, you're you're coming into spot. golf at a bad know. not a bad time, but when when COVID happened, uh golf picked up an extraordinary amount of people. And there's a lot of new golfers, and there's a lot of people that uh so basically the golf courses are all jam-packed now. And that's what you're running into is you got a lot of slow players, a lot of new players, a lot of people that don't know the golf etiquette per se. Right. And they still have to keep these rounds going because, I mean, I've played a couple weekends where I played a six hour round and that's a long time. Uh, that is a really long time. So, oh, God. yeah, I, I, so so that's why they're upping enforcement a lot on it is because there's a lot of shit. I get the on. logic, but if so, if there's no one waiting on you, well, no, you were on the you were on the time limit, so I don't see an issue with that. That's what I. That's why I was like, maybe we need to relax a little bit, bud. Like, the marshal probably just... watched you shank a ball and was like, "They're not even good. They shouldn't be out here." And it's well, like, I feel like he had something against scrambles because I don't know. Maybe he thought because obviously, you know, we were only playing best ball, so it wasn't. Scramble, that's a good thing to do whenever you're out on a course. That's a good way to speed up the place. I, I don't understand exactly. And if you shank a ball, you don't have to like play it from you know the middle of the water like you could just pick well, it up and go put it with us over here you guys want to play a scramble soon uh i want to play a regular just fucking 18 man it's been yeah. too long that all right anyway let's uh let's wrap this thing up and then we'll talk yes. about a little golf for wait first of all who we got winning the nba finals so suns or bucks it's gonna be suns. the suns but i want it to be Antetokounmpo. but i think suns as well I've been yeah. hoping for them since the beginning and i want Antetokounmpo to win one because i i, I just He's just the fucking most talented. He's got a hell of a lot more time than Chris Paul does. So. That's true. That's true. I get it. It's But it's the same thing that they said about Cam against Peyton. They were like, oh, let Peyton win one more, and then Cam will win his later. He never did. Never got close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, that's my logic is let the more talented player win. No, not saying Chris Paul's not talented, but good yeah, for him Sun, for making it. Suns just have the better team right now, full team. That You're right. Well, if da- if Dante DiVincenzo was uh, alive right now, I think uh, I think that team would be a little bit better. That they're missing that shooting guard right now. Maybe. All right, follow us at Offensive Points. Follow us at Ombre Vendor, at OP Economist. Joe changed his handle. At Josh H. Dude, Hall. why do you guys make it so fucking weird? It's Josh Hall One H STL. Josh Hall One H STL. Shout out to everybody out there doing Scott Fish Bowl. We're in that bitch too, so don't worry. We're out there in the streets just like you all. We grind 19, 1,900 teams in the tournament. We're going to take first place, we hope. What charity are we going to? We'll see. Joe, take us home. It's been real fun riding with you, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. So you stay cool. You stay classy. We will catch you next week. Bye, bitches. We're going to run into a little turbulence here. <laughs> <laughs>